tonight. Oh, are you ready for the word of God tonight? We are so blessed. RPCOG is blessed with the ministry of uh, Stephen and Autumn Stewart. They're wonderful kids. Uh, Michaela and Ethan. We are so appreciative of them and all that they do. And the, the, the big area that we, we see a lot with uh, Stephen is that uh, he is very big in illustrative lessons uh, to our children. And if any of you parents out there uh, notice that your children like kind of goofing off and pretending to do illusions, we can thank Steve for that. And we can credit him to that. And he and Autumn, they, they lead the children with such a passion. Let me tell you, this past Sunday, we had a remarkable meeting with our children's ministries team. I mean, they just absolutely knocked it out of the park, uh, dreaming and having vision. And let me tell you, the future is looking so good. But we appreciate Stephen and all that he does. And he's going to come and preach this evening. And I know that he has prayed and that he has prepared. So I encourage you tonight to give him some nods and some smiles this evening and just let him know that you're supporting him and listening to him. So without further ado, we welcome Stephen Stewart as he comes to preach for us tonight. I can talk loud, but... It's a kind of big sanctuary. Hey, well, sometimes we think, thank God for technology if it works right. My tablet quits freaking out. It's worked fine all week, I'll tell you. When you get up to start, that's it. Let's all stand if you would. I want to read a verse, and this is the verse that God's put on my heart. How many of us figured out back in March when all these doctors started getting on TV about this epidemic at that time? Didn't know a whole lot. I'm still convinced they don't know a whole lot. But if you would, for the reverence of the word, in 1 Corinthians chapter 19, Verse 19, he says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The philosophy, and here we go again, of the philosophers. And the cleverness of the clever who do not know me, I will nullify. He said, the wise will be confounded. He said the the he will he's not only will they be confounded but they will be nullified. Think about nullify. And I got in and I looked up the definition. It says to render or to declare legally void. Thank God we're not under the law. Not that he rendered the law helpless, but Christ fulfilled the law. I'm going to ask tonight, go ahead and bring those up, boys. What do we say when something's really easy to do? It's like writing a... Right. I'm going to ask for two volunteers. And I love picking on siblings. John, can I get your help? Rosie, 
I got two wonderful bicycles over here. One I've worked very hard for. I want to have a race. Come on, come on. Come on down here. Don't be shy. How many of you believe that we need to get our youth involved in more? Now, John, I want to tell you something. First one to make it to the leather white line wins the race. All right, I want everybody to jump in and cheer them on. Go ahead, mount up your bikes. Rosie, I hope I got that seat low enough for you. <laughs> That's Autumn's bicycle, so. <laughs> Our little birdie told me that you guys have a kind of a you guys have very similar personalities and some arguing and stuff at, how, at the house and I want to see I want to get you guys <laughs> it's a big bicycle we're big people <laughs> all right we'll get hop up there first one to make it to the white line wins right all right let's count of three one two three <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Obviously, the race was a little bit rigged. Give him a hand. Thank you, guys. Not so easy as riding a bicycle when the bicycle's rigged. If you'll notice, John had a little bit of a disadvantage. Thanks to a friend that I've got that works at our local gear factory, you'll notice right's left, left's right. I've been trying all week to ride that bicycle, still can't do it. But that's the way it is. I believe we started out with 2020 with a new vision perfect vision. We was going to have 2020 vision, right? Uh-oh. God threw us a curveball, didn't he? He confounded the wise with a microscopic bug. On Facebook today, I also seen where a young child had passed away due to the plague. We thought the plague was over. It's back. And I'm not talking the corona. But look at these verses. This is 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. He says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who perish, who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It makes no sense to the lost. They still think, well, I've done so much good in my life, I'm still going to make it to heaven. <clears throat> no, it's not the way it works. He said, you'd be washed in the blood. You were bought with the blood of Christ. He says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent will be frustrated, your King James says. Where is the wise person? Where's the teacher of the law? 
Where's the philosophers? Love technology. Where's the philosopher of this age made foolish in the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the wisdom did not, the wise men did not know him. God was pleased the, through the foolishness of what? Yeah. We have preached, yeah. Preached those saved, those who believe. Jews demand signs, and the Greek, and I thought I was going to be slick on this, demand signs, and the Greek look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jew and Greek, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers and sisters, he says, think what were you what when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things in this world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world, the despised things, and the things that are not to truth nullify the things that are so that no one may boast thereof him. But it is because of him you are in Christ Jesus, whom has become to for us wisdom from God. Think that is righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let one who owes, My notes disappeared. The wise are foolish in God's eyes. And the foolish is the wise. Now I'm not much of a speaker and God knows I'm not influential. But if my life can be a testimony to the ones out there. We've got a bicycle. Everybody says, oh it's just, just like riding a bicycle. Just like riding a bicycle. It's easy. Wasn't easy, was it, John? <laughs> Castle had been trying to ride it to, uh, yesterday and today, and he didn't make it. He landed on the ground more times than I did. He's a lot younger, though. But think, when we think we are wise, we're foolish. God chose this year, I believe, as a calling for us to not rely on our wisdom that we think we have. We were set up on this path. We were going to have perfect vision. We had a, in January, we had wonderful vision. And now things changed. The title of my message is A New Direction. But we got the same 
destination. How many of us rely on the GPS when we're going to somewhere we've never been before? I know I rely on Waze a lot. I like Waze because it tells me if there's an accident, road construction, what have you. But how many of us have been driving down the road and we hear beep, recalculating, recalculating. I had downloaded some voices, but it's not quite working the way I wanted it to. I'll drive down and I'll know about where I've been and it wants me to go off through the countryside. And for miles you'll just hear recalculating. When available, do a U-turn. Recalculating. We're waiting to hear you have reached your final destination. And I've had an acronym for a GPS. God's purpose for our salvation. Jesus was God's purpose for our salvation. Jesus is our GPS. We keep our eyes on him. We have that 2020 vision on Christ. He will not lead us astray. He may not take us down the road we were planning on going. Little story, uh, we went camping last year and down to Timber Ridge, and I've been down to Timber Ridge my entire life. I knew how to get there. Turn on 775, bridge out. GPS is recalculating. I know how to get there, don't I? How many of us guys have said that? I know how to get there. Not when you get on a little locale path you ain't been on for 30 plus years. It took us a while we got there. But of course I still had ways up and every, every little bit recalculating. Recalculating. This year every month I swear we've heard God say recalculating. This ain't the way you're supposed to be going. I'm changing up. We're getting out of that rut. The church is not dead. The church is not closed. When the doors were closed we were still out supposed to be evangelizing at least ministering to our family members because I guarantee we all got unsaved loved ones I remember we always in the old, uh, old time churches do prayer requests and one of the questions would be oh, everybody who has unsaved loved ones I believe everybody's got unsaved loved ones if we didn't we wouldn't be here tonight we'd be in heaven we would be with Jesus in glory when everybody is called in that he will that will come in is called then we shall see the archangel then we will hear that last that final trumpet sound we get up and we get twisted around this year and I always I, I've looked up Elijah's been on my heart Reading about Elijah. Think about all the things that Elijah did. He raised the widowed woman's son from dead. He went to another widow who had just a handful of meal and a little bit of crude. He, she was said she was going to make a cake, eat it, 
and they were going to die. Elijah said, make me one first. Well, we were just, we just had enough for just me and him. We were, he said, make me one first. Give me a cake. Give me some water to drink. When she did that, she, her cruise of oil never ran dry. What else? What's some of the other things that Elijah did? Countless. He dumped water on wood, a wooden altar. He put a lamb on it, poured it water. What was it? Seven vials, seven vases of water, basically seven buckets from the country. Hey, we're, we poured. He poured seven water, seven buckets of water on this lamb. How many of you know that fire and water don't mix? You get your wood wet and it ain't going to light. The fire came down from heaven. But in all of this, Elijah ran off. Oh, Jezebel's out to get me. Let's not forget that he sat by a brook, drank water from the brook, and the ravens came and gave him meat to eat. Gave him food off the king's table, if you will. But he ran off, got into a cave. Oh, Lord, it's just me left. Nobody else, everybody's forsaken you. What's the Bible say? The earth shook. The earth trembled. And the Lord was not in it. There was a great wind that came. And the Lord was not in it. But a still small voice, a still small voice came. And Elijah hit the ground. He said, Lord, I'm the only one left. They've killed everybody else. God said, I have 7,000 in this valley that has never prayed to Baal nor kissed his ring you are not the only one but you are mine you need to get up get out and do what you're told to do listen to that still small voice God is our GPS this year I, tell you, I don't know what much else is going to come we're only in July we're barely barely just over halfway through the year Thank God the sandstorms we didn't, we didn't get. Thank God for the rain. Now we got the heat. But think about it for a minute. When everything is going wrong in your life, we have to adapt. Now I got the idea from this bicycle from a video on YouTube. My gears are a little bit big. Oh, now I turned it around all the way around. When you steer this, it's right, left, left, right. I watched a video on YouTube that gave me the idea. I said, oh my God, that'll preach. Yeah, amen. We've got to adapt. The video of the guy that did this the first that I seen said it took him over a week to learn how to ride it. Once he learned, he couldn't ride a regular bicycle anymore. <laughs> Something
something that would be easy for me or you to do, he can't do. He said it takes him over 20 minutes every time he switches bicycles to learn how to ride it. And believe me, I wasn't about to embarrass myself. That's why I called John. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> We've got to adapt. We have to change the way we view things. God's word doesn't change. The time that we live in changes. We don't let it change us, do we? We have to change with it, but our destination is still on that straight on that cross, on that straight line to get into heaven. Our teaching may vary. We've got to go more social media with our social distancing. And I'll tell you what, one thing is I'm not all for a whole lot of social media. I tell Autumn every day I'm ready to delete Facebook. But there's a few people on there that I still like. I keep up with the worship team, with ministry teams, and all the other teams and things of the church that we're involved with. Our methods change. The people that we minister to change. The way we minister changes. But the word doesn't. Our destination is still the same. We've all gone through hard times. And I believe depression hits everybody in one way or another. I fight it all the time with some of the things I go through. <clears throat> I won't forget when we, Justin and Kathy's been helping us out with a few things. And I went over to the house and Kathy just looked at me with all this pity in her face. She goes, how? I don't know. It's my luck. It happens to me. It happens. I said, some of the stuff that I've gone through, I can't believe it. If it hadn't happened to me. It was so bad that a cop came out one time and he just laughed. I said, sir, I said, I understand. I said, I don't believe it. But we go through and we still have to do the things that we set out to do. Our destination will never change. How we get there will. We still go by the way of the cross. Our path is still narrow, but occasionally there's a detour. There occasionally there's still something we got to go through. Things that we go through, I've always said, may not be for you. You may be going through something to witness to somebody else that you can be that witness to lead them to the cross. I think we've all gained a few gray hairs this year. Anybody with kids school age ain't been in school since February. I love my children sometimes. I love them in their separate rooms. But think about it for a moment. 
The message hasn't changed. We are still longing to make it to glory and be with Jesus Christ. We still strive to make it to paradise. We've all got loved ones that's done and gone on. We've got loved ones that we're questioning. We don't know we don't know where they stand. I know several that will talk the Bible. They won't argue, they'll talk. But yet they're lost as could be. Satan knows that word more than better than anybody. And he knows how to use it towards his benefit. And I want to ask if anybody is going through anything. There's no problem too small. No problem too great. That he cannot solve. There's nothing that you can go through that Jesus Christ didn't. There is one difference. They put him on a cross. They nailed him. They beat him. They ain't done that to any Christians in America yet. And I stress yet. There are countries across this globe that they are. I've got several books. If anybody's interested, I've got several books on it. Tortured for Christ. I've got Fox's Book of the Martyrs. And you'll be surprised how up to date it is. Nobody here today, they're not dragging you out, throwing stones at you. They're not nailing you to a cross. They've not got the guillotines out. They're not hanging you yet. I've never, in 40 years, I've never seen hatred in the world like we've seen the last couple of weeks. I've never even imagined it could be that bad. But, I'll tell you one thing. I've seen a vision. This has been... How long have we been married? 16 years? 15 years? Going on 16. Probably about 14 years ago I had a vision of what it was going to be like when God came back for his church. He showed me what it would be like to carry around the Bible in public. People would turn on you in a heartbeat. They would go after to kill to destroy, not just to kill you, but to destroy you. They would destroy anything and everything that you stood for. But only God can be our, our protector. The Holy Ghost is our protector. God is our teacher. And the sword is our Bible. The Bible is my weapon. Amen. Let's go ahead and have the worship team come back up. But I want to ask if anybody here that needs prayer, I'm not going to ask bow, hand, bow heads, but I will ask a show of hands of what you may be going through. Depression, medical issues, family issues. A lot of family issues can cause depression. Medical issues. Cause depression. 
I've got one of the worst diseases that is known has the highest depression slash suicide rate known to man. Every day is a battle. But with the power of God, with God's wisdom, we can make it through. But if you have an issue here tonight, we will pray with you. We'll have to stay back six feet. But we will pray with you for you. I'm going to go ahead and have prayer. We wrap up service this evening. I have no idea what time it is. We're watching anymore. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you tonight that if there be one person here, one person that needs your touch, we ask you to reach down right now that you send your holy messenger that you would touch that heart that you would touch the mind of the depressed the oppressed you know what everybody's going through here tonight Jesus we just ask for your leadings for your guidance we ask that you touch our families in this time of trouble and trials that we go through God we know what's coming yet and we can only imagine what it would be like to be in your presence to be with our families our loved ones with you Lord if there be but one here tonight we ask for your touch Thank you, Lord Jesus.